0: Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zubi, and tonight we are doing another Lines of Play episode. One that I really enjoyed doing. It's a <clears throat> modern le- Lines of Play episode between Grixis Delver and Elves, which you will see what happens and the outcome of it. Uh, before we begin, let's get some ads out of the way. And then after that, I have a little... Something I wish to discuss out of recent events that have happened. So, let's get on with it. This episode is featured on LegitMTG.com. LegitMTG.com not only has some really well-written articles, but also offers free shipping on all orders over $2 or more. Ever get tired of going to other sites and just have to buy some cheap singles and shipping costs more than what you're buying? No more. Any order over $2 or more has free shipping at LegitMTG.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Horizon DataSys, makers of Rollback RX. Do you ever wish you could take your PC back in time and restore it to a pristine state? Rollback RX not only allows you to bring your machine back to any point in time, but it's a great way to recover from a bad driver update, viruses, or even a botched installation. Horizon Data Assist doesn't tend to discount their product often, as they know it's going to save you hundreds of dollars in recovering your PC. But for listeners of Magic Azubi, they've provided us an exclusive discount. Visit https colon slash slash g o o dot g l slash d i capital D I capital B V a capital F for 25% off rollback RX. And as usual, I'll be sure to tweet out the link. And while I didn't mention it in the previous episode, but just recently I've had two more sponsors join us and I am proud to announce the first one is gamefly.com. We are partnering up with them and just let me let me do the little copy here. Today's show is brought to you by GameFly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day trial specifically for my viewers at the following URL. Uh, GameFlyOffer.com slash Zuby. That's Z-U-B-Y. For you, the listeners of Magic with Zuby, GameFly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, their service is very convenient. They have games and they, I think they also have movies, right? Uh, yeah, games and movies shipped directly to you. So remember how Netflix was before they went straight. I mean, they still do the DVDs, but when Netflix first came out, it was just all straight to your mailbox. They didn't have streaming yet. So that's basically what Gamefly is, but for games and movies, uh, you know, there's the convenient factor. There's the cost savings, you know, when you get a game or movie coming to you, you keep it for as long as you want. And, you know, as long as you're paying that monthly fee, you just keep playing that game. Um, the selection, they have an awesome selection of games and movies. They have over 8,000 titles and they even also have games available all the way back to PS2, GameCube, and Xbox, the original Xbox, the original Xbox One, um, so to get your free trial today, go to GameFlyOffer.com slash Zuby. Again, that's GameFlyOffer.com Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, for your th- free 30-day trial. We are also bringing on Audible.com. Audible.com is, you know, I've actually used it myself. It's pretty awesome. Um, so let me just read the copy real quick. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at at audibletrial.com slash Zuby. That's Z-U-B-Y. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For you, the listeners of Magic with Zuby Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And one of the books that they offer for free is my favorite book all time, and that's The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. I read that when I was about nine or ten and I absolutely love that book. I at least read it almost about once a year, because even though I've read it so many times, I've read it to my kids. Um and you know, now that they have the audio version, which I definitely need to check out. It's I've listened to the audio versions of Lord of the Rings, which, man, I, I listened to it for actually from Audible, and um that was that was a challenge to listen to <laughs> because not only is Lord of the Rings over a thousand pages long, it's, oh, I don't even remember how long it was for the audio book. It was, it was long. Let's just say that. So, you know, once again, go to dot com slash Zuby to go ahead and start your 30 day free trial and you get a free book with it along with it too. You know, signing up for these offers really helps the podcast and you know, you can also, and it helps me out. And, you know, I've had questions before, you know, why don't you just start a Patreon or anything like that? It's it has been on my mind. I've said before, I'm strictly against it. And I don't feel like I really need a Patreon right now. Um, You know, the sponsors I have, especially if you're really interested in helping out, you know, you can sign up for the Gamefly or Audible trial. Um, You know, you I think you do need a credit card to sign up, but you can cancel it right away. Um, they don't charge you anything. The only thing I think they charge you is probably a dollar, you know, just to make sure the credit card you put in is legit. So, you know, that really helps me out. And, you know, just listening and telling your friends about the podcast really helps me out as well. And if you're also interested in helping out the podcast, you can go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash magic or whatever it is, or just search for magic with Zuby and subscribe there. I'm starting to put the podcast on there. And all, as well as some of my little skits that I have that you're going to start hearing throughout the episodes. Now Um you can also, you know, subscribe to me on iTunes and review me on iTunes uh on Google play a uh, stitcher tune in radio, you know, all the podcasting services out there. So definitely, you know, a- anything, you know, subscribe, like, uh, what else? Share with your friends. You know, that all helps me out greatly. And just you listening helps me out because it makes me realize, Hey, I'm not just doing it for my own benefit. You know, it's helping you guys out by being entertained. And I greatly enjoy that. So if you heard my previous episode, it was definitely a kind of. I guess darker episode. Not. I. I don't really want to say dark, but it's. Um. I guess it just felt like something I had to do and had to get it out there. But I did get a uh, email from one of my listeners, and I asked if I could read it because it really meant a lot to me. You know, it's anytime I get any kind of comments or. Or messages about any of my podcasts it means a lot I may not respond right away because my day job is very demanding and then you know my wife and kids always come first before anything and so I don't want you to think that I'm not listening or I don't hear you guys but I really really appreciate any kind of emails or anything like that it just means a lot to me so I had a listener send me this he said Hello, Zuby. Just listened to your most recent cast. I wanted to say you're not alone when you feel despair slash depression. It takes a lot of strength to do what you did on that episode, and I know something saying something like feel better would just be lip service and unproductive. I do want to say thanks for all the content you make. I find your show funny and entertaining. Keep at it and take care. Happy Halloween, fellow Magic player. Be well. And thank you very much for that, Gino. That meant a lot to me, and it was... Oh, when did you send it? On Sunday, especially on a day that it's usually Sundays where I'm just you, kind of in that rut, you know, where it's just, uh, I, I don't know, maybe it happens to a lot of people. But no, just want to say thank you again for that. And before we get into the lines of play, um, there was a, an announcement coming from Star City Games about some changes to the Pro Tour. It's about this time it's about this time of year, it seems like for the past couple of years where they've made, you know, a lot of big changes to their tour. And this one really took me by surprise. And I wrote a little statement and I just wanted to read it real quick for you guys. Before we begin, a little about myself. I am an avid magic the gathering player as you may know by now if you follow my podcast i play regularly at fnm and go to iqs and pptqs when i can i am by no means aspiring to be a pro player but i will always have the drive to better my game and become a better player so what i'm about to talk about is more on the side of the viewer's standpoint more than anything and less about the player viewpoint I have always thoroughly enjoyed Star City Games events online. I love to watch them. And since getting back into Standard back in Innistrad Return to Ravnica, they were pivotal for me to diving into the competitive scene of Magic. Their production quality has always been top-notch. And their choice of casters and commentators have always been miles ahead of everyone else, in my opinion. Recently, an article came out from the president of Star City Games indicating changes to the SCG tour and in-game store events. While this is not to discuss the death of Legacy, which, by the way, I'm disappointed about since I recently just bought into Legacy, but Legacy is not going anywhere anytime soon. This is more of a discussion about the future of the SCG tour. Here's, an artic- Here's the article in question at full length from the president of Star City Games, Pete Heuflin, or Hofflin, Hoffling. It's pretty short, so here it goes. Over the past year, we have encountered a number of significant and increasingly complex challenges regarding the SCG Tour and StarCityGames.com's in-store program initiatives. As we attempted to address each of them, it became apparent that the majority of these challenges were either directly resulting from or being noticeably exacerbated by our our inability to quickly modify our various organized play offerings in in order to adapt to external changes we had little to no control over. When we began planning for 2017, we did so with the goals of both improving our programs and addressing this issue. However, we knew that if we were unable to accomplish the latter, there was a very real possibility we'd have to discontinue the entire SCG tour at the end of this year. After a number of brainstorming sessions failed to produce an an acceptable solution, I began to wonder what if what we were looking for simply might not exist. A few days later, while taking off in a plane, the missing piece of the incredibly complex puzzle we've been trying to solve suddenly came to me. I immediately grabbed a napkin, pulled a pen out of my pocket, and began scribbling down note after note as the solution I'd been searching for. A single idea had been begun unleashing an avalanche of others. By the time I landed, I was more excited about the future of the SCG Tour and StarCityGames.com's in-store program initiatives than I'd ever been before. Thank you for your continued support of both StarCityGames.com and our our, our ongoing efforts to complement Wizards of the Coast's robust organized play structure with the SCG Tour and our own StarCityGames.com in store program initiatives. What immediately grabbed my attention was the thought of no more SCG open tours. Well I would love more transparency from Pete here as to what exact what the exact problems were they were facing and Where they were facing that it came down to, is canceling the tour a good idea? I understand it's always not as simple as that. What worries me is whatever these issues might be, is the SEG tour going to survive past 2017 and on? Pete never specifically says what the issues are. Is it attendance? Is it a revenue issue? Without knowing more what the problems are, it's hard to guess why. We know in the past few years, GPs have gone up in cost with entry fees, and I'm sure booking fees have gone up for the organizers as well. Perhaps SCG is not recouping their losses enough from each Open? So this is what we know. It sounds like the Players' Championship is all but gone. It's not explicitly mentioned at the time of this recording, but it sounds like it's done. State championships are done for. IQs have basically become super IQs now. The thing that disappoints me the most is what's going on with IQs. Especially in my area, IQs are becoming less and less of a thing. As I've said before, I have no hopes or aspirations of attending Pro Tour or SCG Invitationals. I need to quench that competitive hunger every now and again, so I prefer to attend IQs mainly because I wish to support Star City Games as I enjoy what they do as a company. Understandably, there are costs associated with putting on an IQ for the LGS, and if the LGS cannot attract more players to recoup those costs, it's easy to understand why they choose not to do more IQs. There is the added benefit of IQs awarding open points again, but is that worth it, really? Will that help fire off more events? Will LGSs just want to stick with something that is known to work, such as PPTQs? I'm more pessimistic than most. Could this be the beginning of the end for the SCG tour? I really don't hope so. With the abysmal production quality of when a Grand Prix is streamed compared to Star Cities as a viewer, I much prefer the latter. So what do I think in all this? We really need more information, but if I had to guess, SCG is bleeding out somewhere and this fix they presented has put a band-aid on it. At the rate we're going, we may not see a 2018 SCG tour. I really hope I'm wrong, but it's possible. So that was just a little something I wrote earlier today. After reading the news about the Star City games yesterday and really taking my time to process it, I was not very optimistic about it. And like I said, I hope I'm wrong. Hopefully these changes are for the better. And the whole what's happening with Legacy, yeah, it sucks. I understand where they're coming from. And, you know, we as players can only do so much. You know, if we don't show up to the events, then it's it's our fault for why Legacy is dying. You know, they, at least that's my opinion on it. So that's what I have to say about that. And so let's dive into the lines of play where I play Grixis Delver versus Modern Elves. So here it is. And now it's time for Bob Plays Magic. Okay, move to combat. Glistener Elf moves to attack. <sighs> Block with Thraben Inspector. Okay, damage goes through, and now Thraben Inspector is poisoned and has a negative one, negative one counter on it. Poison? Mm, uh, is he sick now? How do I make him feel better? No, no, he, he isn't sick. Infect deals damage to creatures with negative one, negative one counters instead of regular combat damage. Mm, okay. So do I use a healing potion to get him back to full health? <sighs> no. It's just a negative one negative one counter. But you see, in another card game I play, the poison can be healed with a potion. Why can't I use a potion? We're not playing Pokemon here, Bob. I don't listen to hip hop. Seriously, how long have you been playing this game? Listen, listen, I helped design this game. I worked with the Grand Wizard himself. (sighs) The Grand Wizard? What are you talking about? (laughs) You don't know who the Grand Wizard is? He created this game. I helped him work on it. The card animate wall. Yeah, that was my idea. Ugh. Why do I even come here? You see, anymore? it was back in nineteen ninety two when the Grand Wizard and I were in Venezuela having a little time. And that has been Bob <laughs> Hey everybody, I'm here with another Lines of Play episode. I really enjoyed doing the first one when I originally really started the podcast. I didn't think I really wanted to go back to it, but as I have gone further now, you know, I liked it. And it's the one reason why I like it is because I have always really enjoyed when really talking about magic... It's not so much talking about, oh, you know, this is the best deck and this is why. It's really when you get into the actual playing of Magic and trying to understand why someone would do XYZ and what they can do to get ahead in the game or why did they make this decision stuff like that to really try to get into the psyche of a player. That That's just something that I've always really personally enjoyed. So, I'm doing the same thing. Last time I did Modern, um, geez, last time I did it, it was, I think, Oath of the Gatewatch just came out. So, we've had a lot of stuff happen. But like I said, I'm doing Modern. I'm playing Grixis Delver. And I'm doing versus Elves. So, we'll just see how it goes here. And I'm just going to, I'm going to be playing the side of Grixis Delver. And I, basically the way I do it is like this. Is I play the deck and I announce everything that I do. And I don't announce anything that the elf player is going to do. But I announce, oh, hey, they just played this card. And, oh, they're tapping this and they're doing that. And, oh, no, you know, what what are they trying to do? So... I'm not going to say what's in the elf player's hand because I'm trying to do this just from a one-sided perspective as someone playing Grixis Delver would try to be thinking of at least, hopefully. So before I begin, let me just go over the Grixis Delver list I'm playing. Um, I'm not going to read what every card does. I'll just read the names of the cards. So the Grixis Delver list I am playing, it has four Delver of Secrets, one Gurmog Angler, four Snapcaster Mage... 3 Tassiger the Golden Fang, 3 Young Pyromancer, 2 Electrolyze, 1 Cologon's Command, 4 Lightning Bolt, 2 Mana Leak, 1 Murderous Cut, 2 Spell Snare, 2 Terminate, 4 Thought Scour, for Land, 1 Blood Crypt for Bloodstained Mire, 1 Dark Slick Shores, 1 Flooded Strand, 2 Island, 1 Mountain for Polluted Delta, 2 Steam Vents, 1 Swamp, 2 Watery Grave, and Sorceries, 1 Collective Brutality, 3 Gitaxium Probe, 4 Serum Visions, and my sideboard consists of 1 Engineered Explosives, 1 it Static Caster, 1 Counter Squall, 2 Dispel, 1 Colagon's Command, 2 Magma Spray, 1 Rakdos Charm, one surgical extract, one anger of the gods, two crumble to dust, one painful truths, and one vandal blast. So I go, I play the Grix's Delver list that's a little bit more tempo based. I did, I was originally, not originally, but a few months ago, I switched it up to it to be a little bit more control based. And while that worked, it always felt really slow. It's slower than tempo Grix's Delver, at least. So. One of the other things that you notice is I don't have any Scalding Tarns in my land base. I have found that I don't need any. While Scalding Tarn is a really, really useful fetch land, it's just way too expensive. Can I afford to buy them? Sure, yeah. But it's I don't feel good about spending that money for it because the fetch land base that I have right now, Bloodstained Mire, Polluted Delta, and Flooded Strand, gets me exactly what I need when I need it. I... ...have yet to come across a time where that Fetchland mana base has done me wrong. Where I couldn't get the card that I needed. If there was a time, I'm sure there was maybe. I've forgotten it by now. So, let's get into the game. Um, we're just going to pretend that I won the dice roll. So, I'm going to go first. I kept a good hand of seven cards... That seemed pretty decent. I have no idea what my opponent is playing, but to me, this seems to be decent tempo going on. I have two lightning bolt, a steam vents, a watery grave, a young pyromancer, a delver of secrets, and a Getaxium probe. So right away, I know I'm going to be able to get play a delver of secrets, you know, turn one, get play a Getaxium probe to see what they're playing in order to try to prep for it. Plus, I get a card draw off that and the only kind of downside to this, it that, that's one thing with modern, and especially with Grex's Dilver, you're gonna want to not care about your life total that much, especially in the beginning. You know, because as soon as I play Steam Vents, I'm gonna lose two life right away. And then when I play getaxian Probe again, I'm gonna lose two more life, so that puts me at 16 right away. If I was playing against a aggro deck, I'm in trouble already. Or a burn deck, I'm I'm in big trouble right now. So I'm gonna go ahead and play the steam vents play it untapped, and take two damage. And then I'm going to play Delver of Secrets, tapping Steam Vents. And then I'm really curious to what my opponent is playing, especially on my turn. You know, I have no idea. I'm just going to pretend, hey, we just met at a PPTQ or FNM, whatever. So I'm going to go and play my Gataxium Probe at, for two life and look at look at the target player's hand, and then I can draw a card with it. And I draw a Thought Scour. So, I see on my opponent's hand right away, I know exactly what he's playing. He's playing Elves. So, he's got a Dwinen's Elite, a Heritage Druid, a Razor Verge Thicket, Elvish Arch Druid, a Pendlehaven, a Lanowar Elves, and Collect a Company. To me, right now, as I'm looking at this hand, it's pretty scary um, because I know he can do turn one Lanowar Elves and then turn two, um, play, you know, Razor Verge Thicket or Pendlehaven, which, whichever one. Turn two, um, get Dwinen's Elite out. He has three elves I can tap he can tap, Llan- tap Lanoir elves to get Heritage Druid out and then once Heritage Druid is out he has three other elves he can tap and then get Elvish Arch Druid out so that already is clogging up the board so that's pretty much what I'm guessing what my opponent is going to do now so I'm going to end my turn and go to my opponent's turn and as as I thought my opponent is going to play a Razor Verge Thicket and then a Lanowar elves and pass the turn So, now with Delver of Secrets on my upkeep, I'm going to go ahead and look at the top card of my deck and see that it's a Thought Scour. I'm going to reveal it to my opponent, which then causes my Delver of Secrets to flip. Um, No, that's the wrong flip command. And create the Insectile Aberration, which gives it a 3-2 Flying right on the second turn, which is amazing, by the way. So, right now in my hand, I've got two Thought Scour, two Lightning Bolt, a watery grave and a young pyromancer um the one thing that is going to be a little tough with this is do i want to risk putting the watery grave out right now untapped In yes i do and the reason being is normally i wouldn't really do this but i'm going to go ahead and play a watery grave untap take two more damage go down to 14 Go to combat and get him down to 17 life with my Delver of Secrets. Um, second main phase, you know, I can go ahead and try to lightning bolt his War Elves. It would slow him down a turn, at least. So, um, you know what? That's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do. Because if I let him, because on the other hand, I could think about doing, you know, letting him play the Duinen's Elite, getting the two Elves and then playing the Heritage Druid after, right after that, and then bolting the Heritage Druid. But I've already, I'm have already i already way behind at that point, because you know, at that point he's got such a board presence, and I don't. So I really need to try to control the tempo of the game right now. I really need to make sure that he's not going to get out of control. So I'm going to cast a Lightning Bolt targeting his Lanowar Elves, and his Lanowar Elves is going to die. I'm going to pass the turn. And it's gonna go to him, and he is gonna draw. He drew a Cavern of Souls, or actually, I shouldn't have mentioned that because technically, you you as the player wouldn't know that he drew a Cavern of Souls because I'm really good at doing this. So, anyways, um, any besides, if I was the elf player, I would play this Cavern of Souls, naming elves right now, just in case you know there's any kind of spell snare or spell pierce, anything like that so as the elf player what can he really do right now the elf player i see that he plays a nettle sentinel out and he will also play a heritage druid so he's got two elves right now it's not too bad at least he can't get anything more out right now he's gonna end the turn pass it back to me i'm gonna draw and i drew a tasker of the golden fang wait see if anybody's listening, they just realized I made a mistake. And I'm not gonna go back and do it. Normally I I would have at the end of the turn cast a thought scour at the end of my turn at the end of the elf player's turn. That way to put two cards in my graveyard and draw a card. My bad. So if anybody caught that, sorry. I normally would have done it. I'm not gonna go back and do it. We're gonna act like this is a real game, so boom, there you go. Alright, so I drew a Tassiger. Realized my mistake. Oh crap, I forgot to cast Thought Scour. Um, gonna go ahead and cast another Lightning Bolt. Targeting... You know, we're gonna target that Heritage Drew. Because I'm more scared of the Heritage Drew than the Nettle Sentinel. And I'm gonna go to combat. Do three more damage in the air. Bringing them down to a 14. And just so I... Wait, no. I wanna make it the illusion that I may have something. Because I can go ahead and t- tap... The thought scour right now but it'll sort of give this guy thinking oh he doesn't have anything so I'm just gonna go and do whatever I want I I me personally I like to give the illusion that I may have something in my sleeve especially when I'm playing blue so I'm gonna go him past my turn go back to him he's gonna draw and I see he plays a Pendlehaven as his land and uh let's see here you know he's gonna go and attack. Deals me two damage, bringing me down to 12. And then, second main phase is going to come. He's going to cast a nettle, nettle sentinel, uh, untaps his first nettle sentinel, and now he is going to cast Dwinen's elite, creating a elf warrior token. A 1 1 elf warrior token. Hold on, I just got to create the token here. Um, so, now he's gumming up the board right now. And I should be a little worried by now, because there's four creatures to my one. So, I'm going to go ahead and cast my Thought Scour, putting the top two cards in my graveyard, into put the top two cards of my library into my graveyard, and then drawing a card. And I drew another Thought Scour. You know, that's always great. So, I drew a Polluted Delta which that is good at this point I have two shock lands right now getting another shock land is really really risky and it's not something I normally would want to do it's I would probably at this point want to get just a regular land and so I have two blue sources one black source and one red source I think at this point I would probably want to get you know, with what I have in my hand right now... Two Thought Scour, a Young Pyromancer, and a Tassiger, You know, let's get a Swamp. Let's get a Swamp. Do I want to get a Swamp? I can get Tassiger out. Or if... Hold on. So, th- so this is where it gets a little bit tricky for me... That I'm not really sure. I feel like... And my gut feeling is telling me play young pyromancer. Because I can get young pyromancer out, and that way if he were to attack, I can at least cast Thought Scour on myself, creating a token, you know, to use that to chump block, so I can reduce the amount of life that or reduce the amount of damage I take. And I could possibly chump block a 1 1 if he has one. So mm, but Uh, I feel like I would have maybe possibly better chance with Tassiger Since he's a 4-5. And I already know my opponent has an Elvish Archdruid in hand. And he's going to... So he's going to play that next turn. And he's going to pump up all his guys at that point. So, you know, at this point, I'm going to go with the Tassiger. I'm going to try it. I've got a swamp out. I'm going to go ahead and exile 5 cards in my graveyard. Um... I'm going to exile the two Getaxian probes and the Polluted Delta. I'll exile the Young Pyromancer and I'll exile the other Thought Scour, leaving the two Lightning Bolt in my graveyard. Tapping the Swamp, getting Tassiger out. And. Yeah. So, do I want to attack this turn? If I attack, it leaves me wide open. Um, but I also really want to work on getting his life total down. If I attack right now, it'll bring him down to 11. If he were to attack me with just what he has on the board, I could block, I can use Tassiker to block one of them, and I would get five damage coming through at me, bringing me down to eight. And, no, seven, sorry. And that is just, that puts me a little bit on edge. So I am going to hold off on attacking right now, pass the turn. He's going to draw. Um,. So, let's see here. And just as I thought, he played the Elvish Archdruid, so everything gets plus one, plus one. So he is going to go and attack with everything. I'm going to go to blocks. And I have to block right now. I'm going to be blocking my Delver of Secrets with one of his Nettle Sentinels. They'll both die. And then I'm going to use Tasigur to block his other Nettle Sentinel. And then the nettle sentinel will die and that will live. So I will take three, four, five. I'll still take five damage. One, two, three, four, five. So yeah, I'm down to seven. So now I'm getting a little worried here. He now has also another uh mana dork that can produce more than one mana at, at a time. So probably the better play would have been, I just realized now, to before declaring blocks, I could have tapped Thought Scour. You know, tapped <coughs> could have tapped a watery grave with thought scour put two more cards in my graveyard and then draw a card to see if I would have got something else and unfortunately I didn't but at least it was worth a shot so I'm also gonna tap the blue again to cast my second thought scour put two more in my graveyard and then see what I draw and I drew a Gurnbog angler which is not bad I can use that in my next turn to cast at least so I'm gonna go back to my turn um, drew another Polluted Delta, which I'm really hesitant in playing right now. It's extremely risky playing that because that'll put me down to six. Because I'm obviously not going to want to get a Shockland right now. So I'm going to go ahead and get my Gurumog Angler out. I am going to exile my Two Thought Scour. I will exile the Blood Crypt and Two Serum Visions that went into my graveyard. And I will exile the Delver of Secrets that went into my graveyard. So that's six. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. And tap a black for my Gurmog Angler. So I have a four, five, and a five, five. At least I've got two big, beefy bodies. Oh, yeah. In my, on my side now. So, let's see. You know, I'm also going to get Delver of Secrets out. Just to get another body. Have it a chump block. And I am going to pass my turn. <coughs> I'm I'm leaving my Steam Vents untapped just to maybe fake my opponent out that hey i may have an answer a lightning bolt or a dispel or something not a dispel but a spell snare or whatever spell snare at this point is kind of useless since he can already tap for more mana um so i see my opponent tap down the elvish arch druid which gives him three mana because he's got three elves he's got elvish arch druid ins elite and the elf token And then he taps down Razor Thicket. And he casts the best card that was in standard at the time. Collect a company. So he's going to look at the top six cards of his deck. And, oh man. Oh yeah. Ouch. This hurt. He got a Llanowar Elves and a Shaman of the Pack. So Shaman of the Pack right away deals me five damage. Ouch. Putting me down to two. Oh, man. So that really hurt. That that just hurt. And luckily he can't attack me right now. Um, it would be stupid for him to try to attack right now. Because he's basically got me. He's got me. So I'm going to go and pa- he's going to go ahead and just skip his attack. Because he knows if he were to get another another um. <clears throat> Collect a company or another. If he just swings all out next turn, he wins pretty much. So I drew another Bloodstained Mire. Do not want to use that at all. I'm gonna go ahead and tap my Watery, not my Watery Grave, but my Swamp and Steam Vents to get Young Pyromancer out. Um, forgot to, re- forgot to reveal the top card, but it was a Bloodstained Mire. So that's that. It's, it's looking really grim for me at this point. Um, there's really not much I can do except pass the turn and just realize that Elves is just a bitch to play against. Um, and, oh, look, he taps his Elvish Archdruid, gets 5 mana. He's going to go ahead and cast Collect a Company again, and there's nothing I can do to stop that. Oh, God, it's so painful. Uh, luckily, he only got an Elvish Mystic out, no other Shaman of the pack, but he's just going to go in and... Before he attacks. So he has five manas. One floating. Um, is going to tap two more. A Razor taking the Cavern of Souls. Gets an Azuri Renegade leader out. And it's at this point. It's just well shit. He can't pump up any of the elves that Azuri can do. But I pretty much know. I, I'm kind of in the shitter right now. He's going to go in and attack. With with the Dwynn's Elite. The Elf Token. Llanowar Elves. And Shaman of the Pack. That's four exactly. Um. I can go ahead and make some chump blocks here. So, I'm obviously going to want to block. So, I'm going to use the Gurumog Angler to block the Shaman of the Pack. I'll use Tasiger to block the Dwinnens Elite. I'll use the Delver of Secrets to block. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I'll use the Young Pyromancer to block Lanaware Elves and the Delver of Secrets to block the Elf Token. So, the Elf Token will survive. Uh, my Young Pyromancer Delver Secrets are dead. Uh, Shaman of the Pack is dead. Lanowar Elves is dead. And Dwinin's Elite is dead. No damage is done, luckily. But I still know I'm kind of up shit's Creek without a paddle at this point. So go to the second main phase. And he's going to just go ahead and empty out his hand and get another Lanawar Elves out. So am going to go back to my turn here. Still really on the fence of not wanting to do anything. So, I just drew a terminate. I've got two choices here. As far as kills. I can... Well, you know what? I think I'm probably dead anyway, because I've only got the Tasker and Gurumog. I can kill a Zuri. But, it, but then that still leaves open four elves. And I can only block two of them. Um... I I think at this point, I think I've lost. I don't think there's really much else I can do here. Because if I can use the Terminate to kill Azuri, it still leaves four Elves open, and he can just go swing and attack. If I kill the Archdruid, that weakens everything, but Azuri still has the ability to pump up and give Trample. If, um... You know, if I just... If he were to just get one more land. So decisions decisions I at this point if I was playing this game I would kind of feel like I'm in the shitter I'm not going to be winning anytime soon with this so I think I'm going to go with my gutting gut instinct and terminate the elvish arch well no 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 if I do the elvish arch true that's right a zuri can regenerate so I have to do a zuri oh wait, oh, wait no 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 because terminate can't allows allows you not to regenerate. I'm really good at magic, by the way, folks. Um, so, Elvish Archdruid. Probably some of you, if anyone's listening, are like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. Why didn't you know what this card does? It's like, because I'm really good at this game. So, deal with it. So, I'm going to kill the Elvish Archdruid with Terminate. I forgot Terminate allows them to not be regenerated. So, it does weaken them a little bit. So, I'm going to kind of pray and hope that they doesn't draw... I mean, he he still wins, but I'm just kind of curious and just to pour salt in my wound, he plays a temple garden and and he taps it all down, taps one of the Landor Elves down, pumps them all up, and goes for the kennel, and I'm dead. So that was game one of Elves versus Grixis Delver. Uh Elves took it to me and whooped my butt. So, let's get into what I would sideboard against elves. Alright, so it's game two of this Lines of Play episode, and I went ahead and put in the following cards. I put in Engineered Explosives for a board wipe. I put in is it Static Caster to be able to try to slow down to kill off his Elvish Mystics or Heritage Druids. I um, put in Two to Dispel to stop Collect-A-Company. Put in two magma sprays for quick kill spells. Excuse me, fuck. Um, A surgical extraction to maybe get rid of his collected companies. And Anger of the Gods for another board wipe. Um, I took out two spell snare, uh, the three thought scour, and the three gitaxium probes. I feel like I don't need, even though the gitaxium probes give me card draw, I feel like I don't need them since I know what he's playing. Um, even though it will be an advantage of knowing what he's playing, at least, you know, I feel like I just need to be more on the reactive to be able to kill off his creatures so he just can't get up real quick. I'm not going to say what sideboard I put in the elves. I can say it afterwards, but I just sort of, like I said, you're going to be surprised for the most part. All right. So I've decided to go first and I'm keeping a pretty land heavy hand. But the cards that I drew that were the non-lands, I feel like they may help me more in the long run. Um, I've got Polluted Delta, 2 Polluted Delta, a Bloodstained Mire, Flooded Strand, Delver of Secrets, a Snapcaster Mage, and an Anger of the Gods. At least with Snapcaster, I can flash in Anger of the Gods again to do another board wipe if I have to. So, like I said, I'm going to take the first turn. I'm going to go ahead and play Polluted Delta crack it get a steam vents out and take the two damage so going down to 17 if i can find steam vents where are you there you are going down to 17 life play delver of secrets and pass my turn so my opponent is going to draw he is going to play a forest for turn and Lana war elves and pass the turn so i'm like okay pretty standard opening here I'm going to look at the top card of my deck and reveal a Surgical Extraction. So right away, my opponent could be like, oh shit, if I play Collect-A-Company or something, you know, oh man, you know he has the possibility of getting rid of it. So I'm going to go ahead and flip my Delver of Secrets to that wonderful 3-2 that does so much awesomeness. And I'm going to play a Polluted Delta again. And, you know, we are, you know, we're not going to crack it right now. We're going to go ahead and go to combat Deal 3 damage to him, get him down to 17 And let's pass the turn Go back to him So he's going to untap up, keep draw He's going to draw and he plays an overgrown tomb um, Overgrown tomb untapped Going down to 15 He will also Play Tap 2 for a spell skite And at this point My mind is thinking Well there goes um, targeted spells there and so that kind of leaves lightning bolt magma spray and surgical extraction out of the mix there right because choose a target of a target spell or ability to spell skite. um yeah i guess that would work because surgical extraction targets something so he is not going to be doing anything else But he is going to go ahead and attack me for 1, bringing me down to 16. So at the end of his turn, I'm going to crack the fetch land and get in... Let's see, we're going to get in another Steam Vents, but we're going to bring it in tapped. I take 1 from the Polluted Delta, bringing myself down to 15. Untap everything, draw. I'm going to play Bloodstained Mire. Uh, Before I go, I am going to tap my Steam Vents because I just drew a Serum Visions. I am going to play Serum Visions to draw a card and then scry two. And I scryed a Bloodstain and a Lightning Bolt. Uh, Well, since I have the fetch land already, it may not be best to even... you know, I'm not even going to worry about them to even keep them on top or bottom because I'm going to fetch anyways. So I am going to go to Combat... And swing for 3, bringing him down to 12. Uh, Second main phase, uh, not much I'm going to really do here. And I did draw a Tasker, by the way, off the Serum Visions, in case I forgot to mention that. I'm going to end the turn and pass it back to him. So he is going to play another land for turn. And I see him tapping 3 land, and he plays a Choke. And in case you don't know what Choke does, Choke is an enchantment. Islands don't untap during their controller's untap step. Well, I just tapped a steam vent, so my steam vents does not untap now. And I had no way of stopping that, and I don't have any counters in my graveyard, and that kind of screws me a little bit. So, knowing that is just sort of like, well, shit. So he's going to go ahead and attack me for one. Bringing me down to 14. And my opponent's probably thinking. Ha, I got him now. He can't tap his steam vents. And I'm just like. Well listen here buddy. I'm going to go ahead and tap my bloodstained mire. Going down to 13. And. Let's see. I will get. Uh, Well. Watery grave is kind of useless. Um, You know. I will get. A regular swamp. Since I have Tasiger in my hand, and end the turn and pass it back to me. Steam vents does not untap, which that really sucks. And I just drew a spell. Oh man, counter target instant spell. Oh god, that's useless now against spellskite. Ah, is elves really gonna beat Grux's Delver? Stay tuned. You don't. You never know. So I am gonna go ahead and um, sack that flooded strand I just played, and you know what? We are gonna get, um, you know, we're gonna get a regular island, and I. The only reason I got it is now I can go ahead and exile my graveyard, and put Tassiger out on the field for one. And now I'm going to go ahead and go to combat and attack with my Delver of Secrets, bringing him down to 9. I'm still in the game here. Uh, he, He has slowed me down a lot. He's really slowed me down to where I really have to think what I want to do here. So, you know, I can... Oh my god, I'm going to sneeze here. No, don't sneeze. Don't sneeze. You know, I can... I've got some options here, but they're a little tricky now. And, ah, jeez. Man, fuck that spell skype. Fuck that choke. That's what I'd be thinking right now. Fuck that shit. Alright, well, whatever. Um, He's going to untap up, keep draw. I pass to him. And he's going to play an overgrown tomb, but it's he's going to play it tapped. He will tap a forest to get a heritage druid out. I don't have anything to stop it. Tap another forest to get another heritage druid out. Not much else I can do. He's gonna tap all three elves he has out and get an elvish archdruid out. So yeah. Now I'm in a little bit of trouble here. Um alright, so he's gonna pass the turn. All it, he does have he is clogging up the board here, and I gotta figure out a way to do something. So it just passed to my turn and I drew a murderous cut, and I can't use that at all right now, so it's kinda useless. Um have nothing in my graveyard for a snapcaster to use I can't use anger of the gods right now so I am just gonna go all in and attack um I'm tr- dealing seven damage to him right now he can he can't block the delver of secrets because it's flying but he can have the choice of you know if i was him if I was the elf player even though I am the elf player I'm gonna use spellskite to block Tasigur. Spellskite will die because having more creatures out, I don't want that Elvish Archdruid to go. Because as the Elf player, I wouldn't want the Elvish Archdruid to go. So he's gonna let the Spellskite die. He will take three damage going down to six. Um, my second main phase. There's not much else I can really do right now. Um gonna end my turn, pass it back to him. He's gonna draw. Draws he plays a cavern of souls, naming elves. I see him tap three mana and he gets another Elvish Archdruid out. So these druids are. He has no, no um, creatures in hand right now. So he has a choice. He can either swing all out. If he were to swing all out, he would do three, six, nine, twelve. Which would kill me. Which actually, no, it wouldn't. So I'm going to. I'm it wouldn't I could survive another turn. I'm gonna go ahead and let him attack. He's gonna attack all out. He's gonna attack with the two heritage druids, the elvish arch druid, and Lanowar elves. Uh, the Lanowar heritage, the two heritage, and the elvish arch druid they're all three threes right now, thanks to the two elvish arch druids. And the, the second elvish arch druid pumps up the first elvish arch druid because it's other elf creatures you control get plus one plus one. So, in response to him declaring attacks. I'm going to go ahead and it's going to screw me, but I'm going to flash in snapcaster mage blocking um, the elvit the first elvish archdruid only taking 9. So 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 bringing me down to 3 health. My snapcaster will die. But you know, at least it lets me survive another turn here. Um, there's something I got to do here that can let me live and it doesn't look like there's much that choke really really screwed me um let's see i could not attack i could because i just drew a young pyromancer i can play young pyromancer and have three bodies out i'd have be able to block three. Oh no yeah now i think he's got me again That choke is what really screwed me. And this is what happens in Magic. You will lose in Magic. Um, Even though these lines of plays, I want to try to show how to win. But there are just some times where you just get overwhelmed and lose. Um, The best thing I can do right now is play a young Pyromancer. Have another body on the field. I'm screwed because now I've only got one land now. Because choke just completely demolishes me. And I'm not gonna attack. I'm gonna pass it back to the elves untap up, keep draw, and then he can just swing all out. I can only block three of them and that leaves that leaves six damage coming at me and he wins. He overwhelmed me. So what mistakes did I make in that second game? Um, probably may have should have kept a better hand with maybe counter spells. Instead of just relying on the anger of the gods, it's, even though I knew I put in the choke, it's, to me, it feels like maybe it's not a common card that elves, most elf pl- elvish players play. Uh, it's, and you know, it's a lesson learned and something like that next time, next time I were to play elves or a heavy green deck, you know, I could possibly expect choke and try to counter it properly you know, do a mana leak or whatever spell snare. And <clears throat> so it was definitely lesson learned. It's tried my best to try to keep up. I wasn't getting the burn spells I wanted. Uh Definitely made some misplays. I uh, made some misplays in game one too. With elves, at least with my experience, when I played elves a lot, is I felt game one, game one, you were highly favored most of the time because you had a really easy time of mucking up the board you could get a crap ton of creatures out very quickly especially by turn two and three by turn three you could have up to six seven creatures out if you if you get the right draws um and if they don't have a way to wipe the board you're gonna win either really quickly or slowly by attrition just like as it showed here and games two and three are usually a toss-up because I put in a lot of cards that should have stopped him and slowed him down. But like I said, I had the Anger of the Gods, but the Choke was what really got me because I could have played Anger of the Gods and wiped his board. But since he played the Choke, I couldn't untap my Steam Vents, and that's what really screwed, screwed me. <clears throat> and I had to play... Snapcaster at that one point to be able to survive another turn to try and see what can i do here so it's i found this interesting i was secretly trying to hope that my grixis delver deck would win but like i said there was probably a lot of misplays you probably heard some stuff where why didn't you do xyz um it's easy to say that when you're outside looking in Um, you know, it's not always easy to say that when you're inside looking at it, if you understand. So I really enjoyed it. I really like doing these lines of play episodes. The next one that I want to do is legacy elves, uh, my legacy elves deck that I finally have built. I know I've said it before, but I'm so excited it's built and I got to figure out another legacy deck to play against it because the only reason I chose elves for this lines of play is because I know the el- the elves deck inside and out because I've played it so much and the Grix's Delver deck I know inside and out because I play it a lot I don't <clears throat> I do know how to play other modern decks it's just I don't have as much experience as I do with those decks compared to elves and Grixis Delver because I play those the most so I figured Let let me at least play two decks that I know pretty well. That's what I did for the first Lines of Play episode. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I like doing these. Um, If you have any feedback, criticism, let me know. Send me an email, mtgzubi at gmail.com. Make sure to like and subscribe my YouTube channel, which I put the podcast on. My YouTube channel is just Magic with Zubie. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe my iTunes, which you just search for me iTunes uh, on at Magic Azubi. I'm also on Google Play. Um, write any reviews, like, subscribe, review, and all that stuff. And thanks for listening, guys, and have a great night, everybody.